continuing on a podcast of invisible disabilities. Here's a good one. It's called PTSD. No one sees it. No one knows it. You're the only one who gauges on it. Um, and what I mean is about your daily activity and what you subject yourself to as far as exposure to things that you know triggers you. Um, I think people are really, for the most part, inconsiderate um, to expect you to be able to go through certain experiences and just put them aside and chalk it up to experience. Um, That's not always the case. You have to deal with memories. You have to deal with the anxiety of what happened. And you have to deal with pushing through it. Um, But you also have to be real and understand that your expectations of what others did in the past can possibly come through again in the future. Um, Nothing changes unless their reaction changes. Um, They have to take into consideration that um, this will be a turning point for you for trust Um, and that's not always easy to do Um, especially since it's so recent from 2020 to 2021 I have no examples that there are going to be any different um, situations changing so when an opportunity arose and it looked like a job Unfortunately, the location was a triggering, and um, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, either it's either the interview is done in an office type of setting, or it's not. I mean, you can't take me to the site right away and say this is going to be your job when, hmm, you were forced into that situation in 2015. And it wasn't a very good experience. It was filled with terror, bed bugs, abusive language, and um, let's see, stressful treatment of people. That's a good way to make an observation. Um, so yeah, when the interview was supposed to be held at a crisis um, boarding room, it's like. Uh, why would you take me right away into the expectation of where I'm supposed to work when we haven't even met in an office yet under interview circumstances? Um, that's my expectation. Uh, my first interview was in a conference room. Why would it be in the boarding crisis room? Yeah, not having it. So, <laughs> I'm a little bit smarter than the average doe. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to subject myself to more torture. That's not going to happen. I'm going to stay safe. I'm going to stay where I can be planned and prepared. And um, for the most part, and not every situation is doable like that. However, when you read those circumstances and you've seen their behavior in the past, mix it with personal and professional which is highly unprofessional, 
Yeah, it's unacceptable. So, um, unfortunately, I'm not working under those circumstances again. Um, and it's a good thing because I'm staying healthy. I'm staying safe. I'm staying fed on my schedule, not on anybody else's. And uh, I am not going to babysit a group of people that um, need more attention than I do. And yet they get to use me for free again. And that's not happening. Um, I need to be paid for this type of service. And I don't think they'd subject their mother to this kind of treatment. So why would they subject me to it? Um, it's just amazing what people think that they can put you through because you didn't know you were agreeing to something to begin with in a car of isolation for 17 months. I think people are really, really abusive in that respect and have no idea what they put you through and then just expect to work with a clean slate and you start over again and under their needs and their circumstances. Mm, not, not happening on my ship. <laughs> not anymore. Um, yeah, the kind... Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Attitude is... Mm -mm, no, uh-uh. My safety is at most important. And I have to laugh because, you know, they're professionals. And it just, um, there's no response back either. No response, which means, mm, yeah, that was an oversight on your part, wasn't it? So the fact that they don't respond to, you know, that I'm saying, no, this looks like a crisis situation that you're trying to put me in again. Mm, yeah, that's kind of disturbing because there should have been some kind of verbal response written or otherwise, which means the intent was there. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be walking through those doors again. That's not going to happen. Um, it's just amazing what people expect of you, that uh, they can entice or entrap you in that situation. And that's just not adult-oriented. Um, that's treating a person like a child and uh, expecting them to respond and then and then saying, oh, we got you. It's, it's too bad, we, we just got you. Um, not happening. And I repeated myself three times, but I'm totally frustrated. I needed the income. I wanted the experience. Um, but if they ever think I'm signing up for psychology classes, they got another thing to think about because that's not gonna happen. I don't think you put anybody through this who wants to be a psychologist or a psychiatrist or um, a marriage and family counselor. Um, I have never heard this kind of crossover in experience or, um, or in planning or anything else. I know in nursing program, uh, they don't do this to other wannabe nurses. Um, so I wouldn't suspect you would do this to a wannabe psychologist. So that being said, mm, that decision's now off the shelf, and I'm sticking with non-medical, non-psychology, and non-psychiatry 
courses for any kind of graduate program for me. Um, I'm going to go back to what I do best, and that's crunching numbers, um, data information, databases, and probably take some more training in how to develop code and other stuff like that, um, which I think would be more um, beneficial for me. So anyway, you have a good evening and enjoy um, discussing the invisible disabilities and what your expectations are. And um, all I got to say is you must have never done with deal with anybody with real PTSD. I can only imagine what the military go through um, having to survive this kind of crap. And th it explains a few things that I had concerns about. That, nah, that can't happen. Yeah, it does. Um, I'm just amazed and disappointed, to say the least. So, um, my experience in a car, mm, definitely worldly. Had it changed from 2015 on my experience in the street? Not one bit. It's still the same. I thought it would be better, but mm -mm. nope. The only thing that's changed is the people that care stand out a lot more clear when you're not on the street, um, probably because you have access to more avenues of self-help or um, self-preservation in the car. That's what I'd like to call it. Um, Unfortunate for my family, most of all, but it is what it is, um, and they're safe, and I'm remaining safe in my own way, so I know they totally get it, and uh, on this end, I totally see what they had to put up with while I was on the street. Thank you for your kindness. And thank you for your help. And thank you for your training in the last 17 months of what is real and what is not, because it's really been an eye-opener, to say the least. Um, am I still as naive as when I started at February 2020? Mm-mm. We can't ever go back through that door again. Um, that's pretty much seal the fate for a lot of people that want recovery or hmm, let's see that's the other word forgiveness yeah they're going to have to find that on their own I'm not responsible for their forgiveness um, and I hardly saw any kindness in the last seven years from it so other than appearances wanting forgiveness um, yeah that's going to be up to them not me. I have my own health issues to deal with. And the last thing I need is to play psychiatrist or psychologist to a bunch of ex-friends who thought they were helping when it was all their lessons that they were reflecting back on me that I needed to live through and uh, gain some knowledge and insight. I gained a lot of insight. Uh, I gained a lot of experience. Uh, can I say it was my journey? Mm, no. Not on several points. Did they learn anything? I'll never know. 
And at this point, I don't care. I learned it. I learned on my end not to trust what I see in the future. And that's the biggest takeaway I've got is um, never trust unless it's earned. The only people that I've seen, a major group that's been supportive is the group that I was working for for Volunteer for Veterans. Besides very close, close friends that I call family. And family. So, it's amazing how people will separate when you're going through trauma or when you're going through an illness. And as far as I'm concerned, those two are one and the same. Because the real people will show up. And the people that are phony only show up when they want forgiveness. Interesting. It's really interesting. I could write a book. But I'm not a psychologist and I'm not a psychiatrist. So why bother when I'll be judged on that basis as well? On that happy note, you all have a great evening. And enjoy the bed you're sleeping in and the people you get to be around. Because I can tell you in five minutes that'll change in a heartbeat. Over a 30-minute conversation of trying to twist information out of you of everything you ever did wrong. When that conversation ever starts, don't offer any information. Don't give them your heart. Don't give them your kindness. And definitely don't hand over your soul. Good night.